speaker on how to act when we're in the classroom because he would have his outbursts in class and go hide in the closet or under a table or run out of the classroom, which obviously were not very safe choices that he was making. And so it was, thankfully, having behavior paras, you know, I was able to be out there with him in the hall. And unfortunately, I know some of the schools, you don't have that option of having behavior paras um, to sit in the hallway with a student. But I'm sure there's other people that you have support that could come and help. And so once he was able to calm, be calm, we could have the conversation, remind him again, this is not the way you behave. This is not the right choice to make. Then we would transition back into class. And if he ran out again, we would do the same thing all over again. We did have a time where he was out of the class and having more one-on-one -on -one, uh, with us. And we were able to teach him their uh, strategies on what to do when he got angry and frustrated in class and wanted to run away or hide or whatever. So definitely consistency is key on using any of these strategies. And however you can get that support to be able to reinforce it and stay consistent is huge because he was finally able to be in the classroom and not even want to come out for even a sensory break. So it was awesome to see him grow and make that transition and be able to be stable and interact and engage uh, with his class. So to tell you, there is hope and you guys can do it. So back to the first one, nonverbal cues. I have seen work many, many times. It's um, very beneficial for everyone because again, when your outbursts happen and people, the kids are interrupting or not focusing on your lesson, it's the nonverbal cues that work. Whether it's, um, you know, just doing the quiet sign with the hand over your mouth, uh, whether sometimes it's just tapping on a student's uh, desk to get their attention or help them to refocus again. Uh, whether it's, you know, if a student needs to use the bathroom, they're not yelling out, I need to use the bathroom. I've seen plenty of teachers teach the sign language uh, for bathroom, and that works a lot. And the kids know what it means, and they know they do not have to yell out all the time. They can just raise their sign and they can go. So, nonverbal cues also cuts back on the students having to answer you because our automatic reaction is of course to be like be quiet sit down or knock it off or whatever and so that opens the door for them to be like well i am well i was going to well i don't want to or whatever and so by you not even speaking to them it doesn't give them a chance to respond. Of course, some students will still have their two cents to say, but for the most part, it works in just giving the quiet sign, tapping on their desk, maybe even pointing to any visuals for some students that need help with that. We've had visuals of students just sitting at their desk. So to remind them, this is what they should be doing. And you just point to it. Some of them, they just need a sentence, what they're working on, and you just point to it as you walk on and you're still doing your teaching. Non-verbal cues are very beneficial and help with the cohesiveness of your classroom. So the second one is what I touched on earlier is teaching appropriate behavior for the class. I mean, we think that all these students know how to behave in class. And of course, after COVID and quarantines and everything else, 
Some of these kids haven't been in school for nine months, maybe longer, maybe only four months, three months, but a long time. So just reminding them and letting them know so they have those clear expectations of how they need to behave and what is expected of them. And then having even um, your class schedule on the board saves a lot of time too when students are like, what's next? What are we doing? What are we doing? What Again, a nonverbal, you just point to it. So then they know the expectation. Okay, next we're doing math. Okay, next it's recess. Okay, next it's lunch. So it gives them that security too for them to know exactly what's going on, what's expected, what they need to do. Uh, so teaching the appropriate behavior is the second one. The third evidence-based behavior strategy is collaborative and proactive solutions. So this is getting the acting out students input. So it's having them take ownership of their actions. So you're collaborating with them on what they think their consequence should be or what they think maybe they need to be working on. It's giving back that ownership, having them take responsibility of themselves instead of always having adults tell them what they need to do. So it's building their independence and building their ownership and responsibility. So for review, the three more evidence-based behavior strategies are nonverbal cues, teaching the appropriate behavior for your class, and having collaborative and proactive solutions. So check them out. And again, as you get to know your students, which one of these strategies do you think would be beneficial for them? And obviously, even if you don't need to use them right away, you will have all of these resources for you so that when you are ready, you'll know which ones to use and how to best help your students succeed. So thanks again for listening. And remember, you can make a difference. You are making a difference because you were made to thrive. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all. And I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University, bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and the letter U, if you're interested. Also, to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies, there is another bit.ly link, and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free. The number six for free. These will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out. And I leave you with this. Every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.